0: This is Ileanne Tyson, and I am here in downtown Greer, South Carolina. And I have two colleagues here Stephanie Acker of In the Know Upstate and Star McKinney of Love Local Upstate. I look forward to sharing this episode with you, so enjoy. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the show in your favorite player or by going to Tyson.com forward slash VIP. Just to mention, today's episode is brought to you by Hooked Studio, a digital media publishing company. You can find them online at hooked.studio. And now... So today we are talking with these two beautiful ladies about two different topics the first podcast recording that we're going to talk about is branding I had considered doing this all on my own I said no I know people in the industry let's get together with some of them so I reached out to them and, and they said yes so y'all are going to be in for a special treat today and I am super duper excited First, let's get you ladies to tell us your background, your specialty, and then we'll dump jump right into the specifics. So, Star, if you want to go first. Oh, great. I get to go first. Um, my name is Star
1: McKinney. My company is Southern Star Promotions, but I brand myself as Love Local Upstate because I want to uh, really reach out to local businesses and encourage people to buy local. That's my passion. My specialty, I guess, would be uh, posting on uh, social media. I do a lot of other things, events and that kind of thing, but uh, my true passion is to make sure that people get their message out there to the masses through Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and all those others that are too many to mention.
0: And where can they find you online? They can find me online at Southern Star
1: Promotions and Love Local Upstate. We have a Facebook page for both of those businesses.
0: Very good. Stephanie?
1: Stephanie? So hi, everyone. My name is Stephanie Acker, and
2: I am the founder of In the Know Upstate. You can find us at inthenowupstate.com and hashtag ITKUpstate. And so In the Know Upstate is a website where we help people find the best experiences across the entire upstate, and we do it all in one place. So we try to make it really easy for people to connect and engage with the community in the way they want to, when they want to, and how they want to. So we bring things together so they can find it. We do undercover restaurant reviews. We have an upstate wide calendar, food truck schedule, spotlights on local businesses, bands, artists. And the whole idea is we live in this amazing place, right? We really do. Mm-hmm. There's so much happening and there's so much growth. How do we help people find that in an easy way
0: and, and encourage them to go maybe try some new things? Very good. Now, is this open to nonprofits, to any businesses? How, how does that kind of work? for? So
2: In the Know Upstate actually has two sides of the business. So our primary is our audience. So if you're on the website itself, right? So we're writing for our readers. So when we actually very intentionally didn't cut on sales for quite a while so that we could have a very reader-focused, audience-focused kind of approach. So when it comes to anybody can get on it, there's no, there's no paywall, anything like that we actually say our demographic is from 18 to 88 because it's really, we we, we try to have content for all sorts of people because the upstate's diverse. And when it comes to the businesses and the nonprofits, we do do quite a bit of work with nonprofits. We try to support them where we can and get them some extra focus because we're not news. We're all about experiences and culture, get them some extra focus. And then for small businesses and local businesses, just depending on what the story is, right? So if there's a cool story and there's something really interesting, then that's a great story to get across to the audience. Or we do like gift guides and things like that. And we just go out and find them ourselves. We explore, discover. It's not a pay-for-play kind of situation.
0: Fantastic. All right. Well, let's dive into our topic for today a bit more about branding and what is important to, you know, all of my audience is small businesses in smaller communities. So is going a little bit uptown a bit. So it was fun coming out here. So it's a little bit larger than most of my communities. You know, I really reach out to those that are 15,000 or less in their population or businesses that are right outside of those towns. So for branding, for those small businesses, what are some of the, the tips and the most important thing that you would train or teach somebody about that? Should I start? Yep. Um, we'll just rotate back and forth, start, right? I'll make it really <laughs> easy.
2: So I would say from a branding standpoint, so that is my background. My background's in branding and advertising um, and client experience design and it can feel really overwhelming to people when we say branding, right? And so I'm coming at it from a different place and I've seen like all the little pieces, but if you're just hearing branding, I think people go, I can't do that and it's too much and, and I don't, you know, I don't have this really cool logo and I don't have this. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, what we try to help our customers with is branding is every single touch point in the customer experience. Absolutely. So if you can have an intentional customer experience, which is relatively easy to build, you don't have to do anything with this huge ecosystem and you can just start small. Like, so what do you want your tone to be? That's it, just start there. What do you want to talk like? What do people think about your business? What do you want them to think about? Like if it were your brand were a person, what would they talk to you about? How would they talk? What words would they use? And if you can just start there and then start consistently dropping that in those touch points. And again, start small, right? Start with social and then you put it under website and you can put it in your product lid and the way you talk and etc. But you just start small and start creating that consistency and that will become your brand. Then you can add all the fun stuff on top of it. And you can get the logos and the advertising and everything. But it can come in pieces without it being this massive $20,000 branding
1: effort. Absolutely. And consistency mm-hmm. is the key. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and on the, from the social media side, what I see a lot of businesses fail to do is to be consistent. Mm-hmm. So you'll look at their Facebook page and it looks nothing like their Instagram. Or you'll look at their website and it's nothing mm-hmm. like their other. So to me, consistency is color. It's using the same font. Right, yeah. Um, and a lot of things people don't even think about. And like you said, picking that one thing that is unique about your business. Yes, you need to know your competition, and, but you don't need to worry about them. Because if you have something that sets you apart, that's, right. that that's your key to yeah. selling yourself. So consistency. If you think of anything with branding, she said it, I'm saying it, it's consistency. And I think a good point that you
2: brought up is kind of about the competition because I think, you know, we're small business owners. I totally get it, right? It's so scary. And so what we we try to do, and and you have moments where you can't, right? But in general, the idea is keep them in your rear view. So I want to know what you're doing. I need to stay aware of you, obviously, but you're behind me, man. I'm just facing forward. I'm getting stuff done. I'm doing it right. And if I don't do it right, I try to fix it and figure it out. And then, so it's not becoming this, I've got to do this because my competitor is doing this. Because that can get, I think that becomes really, again, very overwhelming. And then you become super reactive. Versus intentional.
1: You do. And a lot of people, you know, I'll have somebody say to me, well, so-and-so has 1,200 followers and I only have 50. I'm like, yes, but your 50 mm-hmm. are very much involved with what you're saying and doing. They're liking and sharing. I said, that's so much better than having 15,000 who don't even react with your brand. If you have just a few people who are referring you and believing right. you, that is so much better. Don't focus on the numbers. Don't focus so much on... What they're doing and saying, but like you said, keep them in the rear view. You do need to be aware. Be aware, yeah. But if you if all you do is focus on what your competitor is doing, you can get so bogged down in that that you're you're not seeing the forest for the trees. Right, right.
2: I was just going to say a, an interesting point about the social, right? Because we get this, we hear this question a lot, like you you just said, right? And so in the in the no upstate has been really intentional about building an, an organic social media following. So it's really easy and tempting to go out and buy followers. Well, and people so, don't know that, they, that you can do that. That you can do that, right? right? So a lot of times you're seeing someone that's got 15,000 followers and it might not be real, right? Or, or it's a follow and follow campaign and there's no real engagement. Um, but if you have real engagement and you can focus on that, then those guys become your raving fans. And then they'll go out and get everybody else for you. And it's it's slower, right? And so it can get a little painful, especially if you do that competitive comparison all the time. But you have no idea how they got those. Right. right? Or so, where they are. Or where they are. So if you're getting great engagement, focus on that first, and then it'll, it will grow
0: from there. Absolutely. Yeah, one of the, the words that I, or phrases I like to use is the raving fan idea because you want them to be so ingrained with you that they would not ever ever consider going anywhere else and I mean just like having the consistency and providing good product or service and yeah that's just the way to build it so I'm glad to hear that y'all are both all over that. We're so. on the same page. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do you ladies have any tips for creating a good brand or continuing to, to be consistent with that brand? How, you know, there's so many apps and especially when you get into social media. How, how do you be consistent with that messaging and, and whether it's written, spoken, or just visual?
1: Well, I you know, I tell my clients so many people struggle with I want to keep my personal stuff personal, and I want to keep my business my business. But if you're a small business owner, an entrepreneur, you are that brand. You may not want to be, but you are. So, you know, I share share pictures from my vacation on my business page. It makes people, I think, get to know you better. And it's all about relationship building ultimately. If people feel like they know you and can trust you, they're gonna do business with you. So I'm like, don't be afraid to open up that part of yourself to your to your public. And and that truly is where branding begins, is when people believe you and and know you and and can trust you. So I would say don't don't get bogged down with opening up three different Instagram accounts and three different LinkedIn pages and three I'm like, just have one LinkedIn page. It's you, and you talk about your business on that page. Getting started. Now, if you become a big conglomerate, then, yeah, you're going to need to do all of those things. But when you're first starting out, don't get so bogged down in trying to do it all. Pick, one th- pick a lane, get really good in that lane, and then you can add lanes as you go down. And I think Stephanie would agree with me on that. Yeah, definitely. I think, again, it's that whole bite-sized thing. So
2: if you're a small business owner, entrepreneur, you're just you're overwhelmed all the time, right? So if there's so much coming at you, there's so much training you could do. There's always new apps and new tools and new webinars. And if you get caught up in that, which again is super easy to, right? Because you want to stay really competitive. You want to stay ahead of the game. Then again, you're just running. You're running and you're reactive. So when we talk about branding, I do try to start kind of at that client experience piece, right? And all that is, it's like, because again, that sounds big, is simply saying, where am I touching my potential client. From the moment they find me, how do they find me? Could it be on a billboard or somebody talked about me or social or da da? Through the, they come in, they touch my website, they see my social, et cetera, et cetera, through product design, development, sales. Then if you can think about that and be like, okay, so what do I want to feel like at those touch points? Just start there because that's emotional. What do you want your brand to feel like to people? What are those three or four words? Do you want it to feel minimalistic? And very modern, and do you want it to very clean, or do you want it to feel very welcoming and calm? And you, you know, do you want it to feel like fast paced and growing? Mm-hmm. So if and those have different ways to represent them. But if you can just start there, right? And then from there you figure out all the tools. So like an example is for us, we are like ours is fun and modern and more fast paced. We have a lot of bright colors, right. super consistent font. But, you know, we'll have people be like, oh, well, you can make the website even cleaner. Well, we could, but we're not a minimalistic company, mm-hmm. right? That's not where we are. We're, we are about making it easy. So we're working on trying to make it simpler all the time. But but if I suddenly came out with this really gorgeous white and gray website, and like, people would be like, like oh, uh, yeah. what's <laughs> happened to ITK? It just won't, because it's not authentic. Exactly. And
1: if it's authentic, you can do it all the time. That's right. And people, people pick up on that. and. And the way we sell has become so different. We've evolved as a culture. You know, back in the day, uh, you know, it was TV ads and radio ads. And they, like you and I have discussed before, they have their place. Mm -hmm. But right now, in this age of social media, it's all about what people are saying about you. Right. And uh, you, you better know what they're saying about you. And the best way to know is to... To have a consistent brand, mm-hmm. and like you were talking about with colors, I think a lot of people say, well, this is my favorite color, but yes, but does it represent your business? And there's right. a lot of research and studies out there that show what colors you should be using. Right. And it's very, we live in an age of Google. It's pretty easy to Google that stuff as a business owner. And it's powerful and, and proven. Very True, powerful. Right? And the same with fonts, too. There's some fonts that are very off-putting. I've even seen billboards that are geared towards, like, the elderly mm-hmm. with very tiny print. I'm right. like, hello, right. I can hardly read this. You know, oh, yeah, so like that, a lot of serif, right? Exactly. And like, you've got you to know, think about it. And, and, you're and you're like, no, <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty, but right. it's not
0: practical. Right. Yes. So those are all the kind of things you've got to think about with your branding and your message. One thing that I like to try to teach when it makes sense to do so is if the person's personality, if it's a smaller business... And the company and its messaging that they want to try to get us across, if they're similar or very much the same, it makes life so much easier. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always work for every (laughs) business type, but if that, you know, if you have a choice and if you can make it work... It just makes life so much easier as far as the coloring and, and the voice and the messaging. And, and,
1: and that's so where we lucked up, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. But bo- we're both very extroverted people. Clearly. And, like, as we're on the podcast. Yes. Right? <laughs> uh, we're extroverts. And I think our fonts and our colors mm-hmm. and all that play into that, which is good. Because, I mean, like if I was running, I don't know. Some kind of an a accounting very, firm. If I was running an accounting something. firm, I would come across as being very flaky because I would still want to use my purple and my stars and all that good right. stuff. So you But there's think a, about a way to it. weave it, right? So I think we were it. talking earlier about sharing your own personal on
2: social, and that's not something ITK does, but that's because we've got a bigger team now, but also we want it to feel like you're talking to your friend not like you're talking to Stephanie or Corey or whatever, but what we do do is share about our team all the time, right? So go behind the scenes and people love that. They want to know who you are and what you're doing, but your brand, you sharing about yourself completely aligns with who you are as a person. You're very transparent. That's how you run your business. You're direct. You don't lie to people. You like, you're not trying to scheme them. And so if that's who you want to be, that can come across right in your color, in your font and the words you use, if you think about, like, a lawyer, where he says, all right, got to be all prim and proper, and I've got to da 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 Okay, is that who you are as a person? So there's a guy that, uh, he represents motorcycle riders. No, exactly. Yeah, and I think it's brilliant the way he's come across. So he's a smart guy. He looks good. He looks nice. He's put together. But he's not wearing a three-piece suit. His website's not bright red, and it does, you know, white and red or white and black, and he doesn't say things like, we're here to help. And, you know, <laughs> when you need help, call, because that just gets kind of trite, right? Yeah. And his is very direct, and his commercials and his ads are different, and they have a little bit of fun in them,
1: but not enough where he feels flaky, right. but enough where he's memorable, because we he both loves, know who it is. And he loves motorcycles, and it sets him apart. Yeah. Again, he picked something that made him unique, mm-hmm. and, he went, and he took off with it. Right. And that's, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. That's smart.
0: Yeah. Very good. All right. What else do you feel is important for small businesses with regards to branding and networking and getting out there and Networking. Work networking. I'm
1: so big on this. Because I you know, I'll even meet with some of my clients who are like, Well, I just don't feel really comfortable going and talking to people and I'm like, Okay, I get that. Then hire somebody to do it for you. Right. If if you're not networking and if you're not passing out business cards, and they're like, but you're, you do social media, don't you? I'm like, yes, but it's just a piece. It's right. just a piece. It's tactile. It's you another can, way of hearing them. Right. And you, can, you can throw your stuff out all over the place. But if people don't ever see you, then they begin to wonder if you really exist. Right. So it's really important for people to know who you are.
0: Are there any tips in that area, especially for the smaller communities? Maybe they don't have as many opportunities. What would you say, how could they easily do that?
1: Well, you know, I tell people, when, when I first started in this business, I went to every networking event known to man. Uh, and I tell people, go to everything and you'll find what you like and what you don't like. You'll know whether or not to ever go back to that again. But if you don't try, you don't know, right? And one thing that a lot of business business owners just starting out, they're, they're like, I don't have the money to join the chamber right now. I don't have the money to join a BNI group. Okay, fine. But most of those groups allow you to visit us a certain number of times. Or there's like a free public networking exactly. session. Like Rear Chamber does that all the time. Right. And I know like I sub for people because with B&I, they have to have a sub if they can't t- attend a meeting. So let people know that you're willing to be a sub because then you can go to the meeting you still get to meet all those people mm-hmm. there. There's there's lots of ways to do it. And, and, and again, you can also network through social media. People throw a post out there and then they walk away. And I'm like, that's not being social. Social means sharing. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, find out if, you, if you're doing business with certain other businesses, you should be liking their pages and you should be sharing their posts. And they'll do the same back for you. And that helps with your branding as well because then... People see that you're actively engaged in the community. Especially on Instagram.
2: Like that is the real key to long-term growth, right? Like everybody can click a heart. But, and that's, and yeah, so that's easy. You just start there. And then you go find a couple of pages that either have clients that are like yours, or you really like what they're doing. And you say, Hey, I really like small little comments be authentic though. Right? Hey, I really love this post. Your shoes are awesome. Or, Hey, that was really cool. I like your font or looks like you guys are having a great time because once people do that, that's their way of seeing you're being friendly on social. Right. And then people will come back and, and do the same for you. And, And also, so will your readers. Like we go to our readers pages all the time. And they'll be like, you know, celebrating an anniversary. And we're like, happy anniversary. Because we want you to, we are trying to be connected to you. We're trying to be authentically connected. Now, of course, if somebody, you know, goes on there and shares a little, a picture of their kid and we're not going to be like, hey, so that's, a, that's an ugly kid and you should do something about that. Like, we, you know, we keep our line, but right, right. Um, you don't want to be creepy. You don't want to be a creepster yeah. company. Don't a stalker, yeah. And one of the best things I think. I ever, I had a really great mentor. I was really lucky to have a great mentor in my career. And one of the best things she ever said, and it's helped me all the time is I'm really outgoing, but I still like networking events. I like them, but like at the beginning, you know, when sometimes they get kind of old or it's the same thing, whatever, but you know, you gotta do it, right? Mm-hmm. And so her whole thing was walk in the door and think, how many people could I help today in here? How many people could I find that I could help? That's it. Not how many people can I hand a card to? How many people can I find out about them? Because then you're just waiting to talk or you're seeing the same thing over and over. But if you come at people kind of like, cool, how can I help someone today? Then one, it takes the pressure off of you and your body language is very different. And people will respond to you so much more authentically. And remember that probably almost everyone else in that room it feels, the, feels same. the same way. So if you can, if you can just go in thinking that way and be like, "All right, how can I help people? Not what do I got to get out of this? How can I help people?" And you'll just feel it's and I it's been really powerful. It's the best tip I ever got about it, networking. It really
1: is. And and one thing that I always try to do is look for. A person that looks like a deer in headlights. Yes. <laughs>
0: because that person find your friend. That yeah, because yeah.
1: if you talk to them, they're going to love you. Mm-hmm. And and they're going to start up a conversation with you and then take them over and get them into another into another. Do the new. soft intros. But you just brought up a very a very good point too about helping others. Back in the day, you looked at a website or a social media page, whatever the case may be, an ad, and it was all about how pretty it looked and who who was there, and, and that was the message. And now it needs to be, what can I do to help this person? That's right. Because that's what people are looking for. You can have all the glitz and glory on your webpage, but if it's not addressing a pain point for mm-hmm. someone, they're moving on. Right. And the other thing I wanted to bring up that I forgot about branding, this is one of my pet peeves. You go to someone's website looking for something, and you have to search all over the place to find their phone number. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you don't have your phone number and your social media links at the top of every single page. Or at the of bottom of every single page. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of, in, the, in this day, you know the attention span for an adult now has decreased by 80%. Yeah. 80%. I can spell it myself. I have a hard time reading now. Yeah, I I tell people, you know, people have the attention span of a gnat now. Mm -hmm. So you better have your stuff front and center and get to the point quickly. So that also goes in with the branding, I think.
2: I think, too, um, the other thing that might be helpful is free or low-cost tools. If you're a small business, you know, you've got to hustle and use your dollar really well, right? And there's actually a lot of tools out there that can make a huge difference either in your time spent or in the impact. So a great example is Canva, Canva canva.com. It's an app, it's online. awesome. It's awesome, it's easy. I mean, it can be a bit of a pain and you know, but you don't have to be a designer to create stuff. It's got templates and all sorts of stuff. You can upload your own logos. And it's a good starting point. Like you don't have to go out and make this massive collateral, you know, spread of collateral that a designer's done for you and then you got it printed and it costs you $5,000. Like you can just simply start there. You can do cool graphics on it, and things like that. I think that's a really good tool. Um, we've gone through quite a few of the social media management tools because we do that for ourselves, obviously, and other people. What? And we've found that Hootsuite in Hootsuite general. Hootsuite is the boss. It's the, the, bomb. Is it's the, the best. best. Yep. HubSpite's good. Zoho's good. A lot of them are out there, Buffer. But I think Hootsuite is the best and they also offer, and this comes back to what you were saying, they offer their clients massive value. And that's what we, we say a lot. Like, are we bringing massive value to our audience? Because if not, we don't have a right
1: to talk to them. And they and have that's great what analytics. Yeah. great analytic reports. They have awesome tools that they teach yeah. you about branding. A lot of branding. free stuff. Lots and, of free yeah. stuff. So, yes, I highly recommend Hootsuite. That's a great Great one. Uh, PhotoFox is another good one. Mm-hmm. Wordle. There's a lot of things you can do to create memes and, mm-hmm. and just fun stuff that, that catches people's attention. And like you said, you don't have to spend a lot of money to do it. And there's uh, there's places that you can that you can go to as well. I know, like with Instagram being so popular and Twitter. There is a site called Hashtagify Mm -hmm. where you can see trending hashtags from all over the world. And that's really popular.
2: That's really powerful, actually. And so people all see hashtags in Facebook. And, and, you know, sometimes you do it like we'll do it occasionally as well just because it kind of goes with the story. But it's not helping us on Facebook. But on Instagram, if someone's searching for that hashtag in any way, shape or form, I can come up on their feed. So having good hashtags and being part of someone's story that's authentic to what you're talking about can be so powerful and it's and there's great tools out there that really can help you figure it out. And you don't have to have 25 hashtags. Pick five and those are your hashtags that you're out with. Right. And again, start small.
1: And have your own hashtag. Yeah. That's also part of the branding. Yep. Create a hashtag and then, or, or you can have more than one, but stick to one and use it consistently. Yeah. And I'll, I'll use a local example of how well that is and that's the Yeah That Greenville. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they took that hashtag Phenomenal. and, I mean, I use their hashtag. A lot mm-hmm. uh, because they're heavily followed. They've got over a million followers on their tag and, you know, it makes sense.
0: They've been brilliant in yeah. the way they've marketed. Yes. All right. I am actually going to make y'all stop right now because we're getting into what's working, (laughs) which is the next podcast recording we're going to do. So keep that train of thought. But for the audience, I want y'all to absorb everything you've heard so far and then stay tuned because in a couple of weeks, we'll have part two, which is going to be what's working now available. So with that, we're going to sign off and we will restart and we'll see y'all later. Bye. If you enjoyed this interview and want to hear more of them, be sure to subscribe. You can do that in your favorite player or by going to iliantyson.com forward slash VIP. Thanks and until next time.